Hello and welcome to Tips and Tales. My name's Chris and I run Henley Dog Training School, which is based in Henley-on-Thames, Oxfordshire, which is in the UK. Um, So these podcasts are hopefully going to cover things like training, enrichment, or just basically fun things to do with your dog. But also we're going to actually give you a few little tales of what we've been getting up to in our household. Um, I have three dogs, Faith, which is a German Shepherd, who's five, Mouse, who is a German Spitz Klein, who is just under two, and then Adira, who is also a German Spitz Klein, and she's two as well. So, here we go. Hello, and welcome to podcast number two. In this episode, we're going to talk about impulse control. Um, In dogs, um, sort of impulsive behaviours are things like running out of open doors whenever they get a chance, stealing food from the counters. Um, Dogs are opportunists um, and they do what's best for them at that particular moment in time. Um, But what we need to do is to teach our dogs that in certain situations uh, they need to wait and be patient um things like waiting at the front door and waiting for their dinner um so and, and also sort of not jumping up at guests but greeting them in a calm manner um so um I, it's something that i teach all puppies um and also um older dogs that haven't actually done any basic training It's teaching them to control their urges, even when there's a stimulating situation around, making them make the right choices. I am very much about getting these dogs to use their brains, work out what is the best thing that they should do in certain situations. Um, But obviously, if they haven't had the guidance there, then quite often they make the wrong decisions. So it's our job to teach our dogs what the correct response should be in certain situations. Okay, so let's start with the the feeding issue, the one where they dive their head into that bowl as you're putting it onto the ground. So you're going to take a few pieces of um, dried kibble food or um, dried treats and pop them in their food bowl. And you're going to feed those to him um, only if... He waits or she waits patiently without moving. So how do we start this? Um, So we're going to actually get your dog into a sit down stand. It doesn't matter what position they're actually in as long as they stay in that position. So I would say a sit or a down is probably easier than a stand, but it will depend on the breed of your dog. Um, So hold that um, bowl at uh, waist height. Give your weight command. And then start to lower that bowl um, down towards the ground. I wouldn't go too far initially. I would go a couple of inches. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take one of those treats or or pieces of kibble out of the bowl. And you're going to reward that dog for waiting patiently. And then you're going to continue that journey of that bowl down towards the ground. Stopping every sort of like five to six inches and rewarding. If at any point your dog moves towards that bowl, that bowl rises back up to the beginning position again. 
and quite often I'll put in a uh-oh um, just to let them know that they haven't actually succeeded in what they were meant to be doing and I'd restart. Once you can actually get that bowl onto the ground, they still can't go for it. They need to learn until you tell them that they can actually go and eat, that they need to remain in that weight. So there again, once the bowl is on the ground, I would take a treat out of the bowl and reward them. I might then, just to sort of like drive that lesson home, lift that bowl again up into the air and start all over again. They're still getting those, that reward for actually waiting. You're, so you're prolonging the urge to dive in that bowl, but they are getting something out of being doing that actual um, behaviour. So once you've got them sort of like really well controlled for the bowl actually going down to the ground, you can start building the amount of time they wait um, once that food is on the ground so that they're not completely diving straight in there as soon as it hits the ground. So once it's on the ground, you can actually just take a little step away from the bowl, step back to it and reward, um, maybe sort of have a little sort of walk around um, and then go back and reward or walk away, turn and say, OK or yes. And, and actually give your your reward cue and allow them to actually eat their food. Um, this is a great one for helping them sort of control that urge um, to be able to go and eat their food. It teaches them that something great can happen even though they have actually had to control themselves. Um, a good game. Um, is uh, a game where you can actually teach your dogs to offer good behaviours um, and earn rewards. Um, so i.e. if they offer you a sit, um, you can mark it with your reward cue, yes or okay or clickers or whatever you use to, to mark the correct response and then reward them with whatever it is that they find. Um, highly motivating so whether it's food a toy a cuddle it, you know you you know your own dog and you know what will actually um, they will perceive as being a a reward now about 50 treats um, and have them spread around the house or on you um, so that you've always got something with you if your dog uh, actually offers a a good um, behavior um, so if you pick up your lead and your dog sits, um, I would mark that. Um, it, that's a really good behaviour rather than you pick up the lead and they're jumping up at you and, and sort of um, and being hysterical. Um, you want that really good response of pick up the lead, dog sits. Um, so and that that can, you know, you can actually teach that. So you pick up your lead and you hold that lead and you wait for them to give you a good behaviour. It doesn't necessarily have to be a sit. I mean, if your dog is not um, a breed that sits um, easily, i.e. something like a greyhound, whippet, etc. Um, as long as they are still and calm and controlled, then you can reward that behaviour. And obviously, the more that they get rewarded, for doing a particular behaviour in a particular situation, the more likely it is that they are going to offer that behaviour in that situation.
So um, what about those dogs that get really excited when you're out on the lead? Um, so they're trying to get to everything on the ground. Um, they're trying to rush up at everybody or every dog. Um, we need to teach those that they still need to be con under control and control those urges to be able to go and do those things that they want to do. Um, so good exercise um, to start off with this is to actually teach the touch. The touch exercise is where you pop your hand down at their nose height and get them to actually connect with you by popping their nose up against your hand. You give your reward cue and you drop a treat on the floor for them. Uh, once you've got that perfected, um, it, it'll make this exercise much easier. So you're going to have your dog on a lead. Uh, you're going to toss a treat out of reach and then you're going to uh, walk towards that treat. Now, obviously, they're going to have seen that treat and their urge is going to be run to that treat to get it. So you need to make sure that that treat is has been thrown far enough that it's not so easily accessible, um, but that they can still sort of see it. If your dog starts to pull towards that treat, you're going to restrain it by and then pop your hand down and get them to connect with that touch hand. As soon as they connect with that touch hand, you can give your reward cue and you're going to drop a treat down by your feet so that the reward area for this exercise is by your feet. And that is where they should stay. So not only is that treat out there that is really exciting, but the fact that that they still get rewarded even though, uh, you know, even with the, them being by your side. So you're going to start walking calmly towards that treat. There again, at any point, these dogs, if they start to pull, you're going to stop, pop your touch hand down once they reconnect with you. And it might take a little while. So and you're not going to say anything. You're just literally going to physically restrain them so they can't actually get to that other treat. And you're just going to have your touch hand down and you're going to wait till they connect with your hand so that you can give them the reward. The more often that they are, um, actually are able to reconnect with you and the quicker it will become. And they will understand that even though there is a treat out there, being by your side is still a good place to be. Once they can do this exercise, I would say at least 80 percent of the time, if not 90 percent of the time, um, then you can progress. Until then, there is no point in progressing this exercise um, because it will be like a sort of, you know, a building a, a wall. If you haven't got the foundation in, it will eventually tumble down. So make sure that they really understand. Um, they're really able to control themselves around this exercise uh, before you actually progress to the next level. Once the dog actually gets to the treat, they are allowed to eat it. This isn't a leave it command um, where the dog, obviously with a leave it, the dog is never allowed to actually eat the treat or interact with the thing that you're asking them to leave. Um, this is just all about control those urges. You will get to it, but un, you know under control. Um, so once they can do that, you can um, sort of actually make things a little bit more complicated um, so you can start actually walking around that treat. 
yes, without them going towards it. So, you know, initially start with a huge, great big circle and work your way in until they can literally walk around that treat really closely, but they know that they are not allowed to go for that treat until you actually tell them yes or, you know, sort of okay, whatever your reward cue is, that they can actually have that particular treat. You can actually start doing this also with another person. So if, especially if your dogs get really excited to see new people, rather than have that treat being tossed out, especially if they're not really foodie, use a person. Enlist one of your friends. So you've got the person that is standing at the distance and you're walking towards the person. There again, they need to remain controlled. If they start pulling or that lead goes tight, then you remember the touch hand um, and the same thing walking around that person um, and making sure they're really controlled. They want to say hello and their reward eventually will be that they as long as they sit in front of that person, that person will give them a little bit of a fuss. OK, so um, and there again, when you're starting this off, start off really slowly um, and make sure that they understand um, the first steps at least 80 to 90 percent of the time before you get really, really sort of, you know, distracting by actually walking around that that person. So impulse control is basically the dog having good manners in certain situations. Um, it's really teaching them to think things through, make good decisions. Um, a dog that has good impulse control, good manners, um, has more freedom. They can go into uh, certain situations and you will know that they can actually be trusted to behave correctly um, and not embarrass you. So I'm going to be um, putting together either a worksheet or some workshop uh, videos of um, some more uh, impulse control games that you can incorporate into your training um, that are fun um, and that dog's thinking and making good decisions um, and, and creating the bond between um, you and your dog um, in a fun, controlled uh, way. So um, this is the end of uh, this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you've learned a few things and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. So 